The Direction Daily S&P 500 Bull and Bear 3X Shares ETFs. Trade under the ticker SPXL for the 3X Bull and XPSS for the 3X Bear. These leveraged ETFs seek a return that is 300% of the performance of the S&P 500 index for a single day. The S&P 500 index holdings include names such as Microsoft, Apple, Amazon, and Facebook, with index sector weightings including information technology, healthcare, financials, and consumer discretionary. These are highly leveraged ETFs with daily resetting designed for short-term trading, not long-term investing. To magnify your short-term perspective, whether you're a bull or a bear on S&P 500, you choose the direction. For up-to-date pricing and performance, go to direction.com. Index holdings are subject to change. Investing in the funds involves significant risk and should only be utilized by investors who understand the impact of leverage and actively monitor their portfolio. They are not designed to track the underlying index for more than a day before investing. Carefully consider a fund's investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses contained in the prospectus available at Direction.com. Read carefully. Distributor Foresight Fund Services. An oversupply of choices leads many investors to become trapped by something called choice anxiety. I suffer from it, you suffer from it, and to some degree, we all suffer from it. And for those of us undecided about whether to go with stocks for income or bonds for income, preferred securities are the overlooked choice that blend both. Today's ETF battles a triple header between three preferred ETFs from BlackRock, Invesco, and Advisors Asset Management. Stick around for this preferred ETF rumble. You're watching ETF Battles. I'm Ron DeLegge. Happy to see you again. Keep your ETF battle requests coming. Hit us with your ticker symbols in the comment section below or on our Twitter feed at ETF Guide. Don't forget to punch the subscribe button along with the like button if you've been enjoying our original programs. We want to hear from you. Uh, be sure to check out the description section below. We've got links to our program sponsor, Direction Investments. Plus, join the waiting list for our margin of safety investing tool, going to change the way that you think about risk and investing. Preferred securities are a hybrid combination that blend equity and bond characteristics into one package. They also happen to offer attractive yields in today's yield-starved climate. And today's ETF battle is a triple header between PFF from BlackRock, PFLD from Advisors Asset Management, and PGX from Invesco. So who wins the battle? Well, judging today's preferred securities ETF showdown, we've got Mike Akins with ETF Action and James Safert with Bloomberg, the best in the business. Judges, thank you for joining us. Good to see you again. Good to be here. Good to see you, James. Thanks. Happy to be here, Ron. Our four battle categories are cost, exposure, strategy, and then we've got our performance and yield category combined, and then we've got our mystery category. We're going to blaze through each one of these categories one at a time, and the composite results will be reported later on in the show via our final scorecard. So our judges can opt for split decisions. They can nominate wildcard ETFs if they think there's better choices elsewhere. It's completely up to them. And then keep in mind that none of the battle outcomes are ever predetermined or known in advance by myself or any of our judges. So let's start with the first category, cost. James, please give us your analysis. Yeah, so if you're looking at cost, they're all relatively close, whether it's PFF, PFLD, or PGX. Uh, they're both in the upper 40s, the low 50s on expense ratio. They trade pretty tightly, um, I, though PGX seems to have a bit of a tighter spread when it trades. It also trades the most, um, but it's not. there's nothing, anything that really stands out. Um, one that I would point out, so I'm going to go with the, the wild card option here, 
PFFD from Global. Uh, so that's another option if you're looking to go for birds and your collects, which is a newer ETF, um, only has a 23 basis point expense ratio. So cost is your number one priority. Okay. I, I'm going to go wild card with PFFD. All right. Well, thank you, James. It's a strong start. Mike, how do you see it in terms of cost? Do you agree with James's perspective? I do. I think uh, if you think about uh, all three of these strategies provide excellent uh, option into the preferred market. Um, and your biggest differentiator is not going to be cost for these three. They're all liquid. They all got very similar expense ratios. Um, I do think James makes a great point in the wild card and that if your goal is to clip the coupon, always remember that expenses come out of your coupon. Um, so especially in the fixed income world, when you're fighting over basis points, it actually does um, matter quite a bit more if you're trying to hit a certain yield threshold. Um, a general rule of thumb is that you're going to get paid out what the fund earns in income minus the expense ratio. So, you know, you can clip if at a PFSD, I haven't looked it up, but if it's 23 basis points, that's, you know, um, almost 25 basis point pickup and in income that you could get over a full market cycle holding that, that vehicle. But I think uh, all three of the strategies in this battle are liquid. Um, they're appropriately, um, they're very similar in, in cost. So I don't have a, a direct winner. I would give, I had to, if you told me I had to pick one, I'd pick PFF just because it's from a liquidity perspective, a monster. It's almost a 16, it's a little over $16 billion product and it trades like water. That takes us next to exposure strategy. Mike, you're still up. So break it down for us. So in my opinion, this is the segment. Anytime you're talking fixed income, um, you know, there's, there's going to be three components to think about. Um, there's duration, there's credit, and there is manager skill. Um, all three of these are index strategies, so we can throw out manager skill and we can talk about construction of the index if you want. But ultimately, in my opinion, the biggest driver of returns between these three strategies will be the duration and credit exposure. Um, credit's pretty similar. Um, there are some nuances here and there, um, but really what you see is the duration of the three strategies um, change quite a bit with the lowest duration going by far to PFLD intentionally. Um, focuses on preferred securities with a maturity of zero to five years. The others have a little bit longer. When we get into performance, we'll talk about what that's done. Obviously, you know, up until recently, we've been in a rising rate environment. So that's been a negative overhang on the performance of PGX and PFF, whereas PFLD still was a negative component because it does have duration risk, but not to the same extent as the other two. So really comes down to your winner, um, where where do you see interest rates going? In my opinion, you got to think about your duration risk if you're if you're investing in these. And I mean, at the end of the day, I don't think I have a big take one way or the other. I kind of just go middle of the road here and take PFF. But um, those are the components I would consider if investing in this space. Um, so my winner is PFF. But really, the breakdown would be thinking about um, yield and duration and how those two work together inside of these strategies. James, you're up next for exposure strategy. How do you see it? Yeah, so I pretty much agree with every single thing that Mike just said. Um, they're all very similar. Um, they're getting access to preferred securities. And I was gonna point out the low duration aspect of PFLD. Um, with rising rates, inflation coming, basically depending on how you view inflation playing out, how you view the Fed's um, assessment and raising of rates, whether it's going to stop, could change your decision. 
But in this environment, rising rates, I'm inclined to lean PFLD, but you're likely to get lower yield on those as well because they have a ration. So it depends on what your ultimate goal is. But uh, but if you look year to date, um, all these things are down on a total return basis because as we've talked about, rates are rising right now. But PFLD is down by far the least. Um, so PFLD, I'm going to lean towards uh, because of the low duration. Our next category is performance and yield, and we combine these two. So James, you're up. Give us your analysis. Yeah. So, I mean, if you're looking, this, this ties right back into my last answer. So it's a good thing that we're going back to back. If you look at all of these, the one I added, which was PFFD from the first category, they're all down um, just short of 9%, except for PFLD, because like we said, it has a lower duration risk, which means it has less of an impact from rising rates. So it's down a lot less than its peers at this point. Um, and if you think rates are going to continue rising, then PFLD could continue to outperform. But again, it's outperforming not in the sense that it's earning higher returns. It's just going down less than the other ones because it still has duration risk. So higher interest rates is going to hurt these products no matter what you do. Um, but again, on the flip side, you're likely to have lower yield. So uh, you have to, you, depending on what your goal is when you're buying these things, you have to take them into account. Uh, so I'm going to lean PFLD again. Thank you, James. Mike, you're up next. How do you see it in terms of performance and yield? Yeah, I think, uh, James, I agree with everything he said as far as looking at duration as the primary decision between these two. I, I will say that PFLD um, does, um, just looking at the yield of PFLD, um, it clearly is, it's going um, out a little bit further on the credit risk spectrum um, to make up for the fact that it doesn't have as much duration risk to capture that yield. So if you kind of look through the underlying, um, they have very similar ratings, but based on yield, which is what the market is telling you the credit risk of these securities are, um, it's clearly giving you a little bit more yield um, for that from a credit risk perspective. Um, I don't think it's warranted enough. So I, I, I'm with James in the sense that from performance year to date, um, PFLD is outperformed because um, it's less duration. Obviously, over the last 30 years, it would have been the opposite, right? Because we've been in this this world where rates only went down for 30 years. Um, and, you know, so duration was your friend. We're seeing it across the board. Um, people's 60, 40 portfolios are getting a, um, a sad taste of what a rising interest rate market does to all asset classes, um, but especially duration. Um, but you know, take it back to where we're at today. I like what James said of PFLD, but I'm thinking performance and yield. Um, you know, from a performance perspective, you're less exposed to that duration, but you're trying to make up for the yield. And ultimately, if you're on these preferred securities, you're trying to earn an income. Um, PFLD does extend out a little bit on the credit range. So it doesn't give up too much yield um, and significantly lowers duration risk. So I'm going to go PFLD as my winner, um, both because... Um, you can get a similar yield for less duration risk. That's the answer. Well, our judges are bringing it. And coming up next is our mystery battle category. So this is where our judges can pick a single factor or multiple factors to make their arguments. So, Mike, what is your mystery battle category and who wins it? Yeah, so the mystery category is going to be correlation today. Um, I think anytime you're talking high yield securities, preferred securities, you're getting more and more into the world of, of equities. And if you're building a diversified portfolio, you need to keep that in mind with credit risk. Um, the more you get closer to an equity, the more you're going to be um, correlated to those equities. So you need to think about how you're bucketing these securities. If your goal is 60, 40 or 70, 30, and you start, you know, hey, I'm searching for yield within my fixed income. 
the more you search for that yield, the more your correlation is going to be driven up to your to be matched with your equity. So I think that's my big thing for this category specifically. I have nothing against preferreds. I think they're a great way to earn income. But think about it in context of your overall portfolio mix. Um, you're going to get a much higher correlation with a high yield. Like I was going to just stay in the high yield market, HYG um, or something like that. Similar with these securities, preferred securities, you're going to get a much higher correlation to an S&P 500. And you need to know that in that construction construct. Um, so I'll give my winner again in that note to PFLD because of the lower duration. But ultimately, all of these are going to have pretty high correlations to the broader equity market. So when you're thinking preferred securities, it's always a conundrum. Is it equities? Is it fixed income? Um, and it needs to be thought about in context of the overall portfolio. Solid take. Thank you very much, Mike. James, you're up next. What is your mystery battle category and who wins it? So before I get to my mystery category, I'm just going to echo what Mike said, because we often, I've begun to argue with the clients. I've dealt with clients who view them as equity securities, and I've dealt with clients who view them as fixed income securities. They get angry at the Bloomberg terminal classifying them technically under fixed income because of the income stream, but we have a separate yellow key specifically for them, and still clients get very upset because some people have entrenched views about how to view these things in a portfolio and investing. Um, but so if I'm going to, my, my category is going to be size and age and diversification. So it's just, it's just an overall look at these. And if you, PFF wins here, right? PFF is a a liquid monster. It's over 15 billion in AUM. Um, and it's also the most diversified. And when I say most diversified, I mean, it has the most security. So it has over 400 securities in it. So you're getting access to a way larger pool. So if you were putting this in a portfolio and you want access to it as much as you want, Thinking the passive investing style, you want to, you, this is going to be a slice in your course, core portion of your portfolio. PFF is going to give you the biggest, the most exposure to different um, securities in, in a preferred, preferred ETF that I'm aware of. Um, and then you throw in the fact that it's the oldest, most, most liquid, and has the most assets. Um, it's just a stalwart that you can depend on. Now we move to the part of the program where our judges can give us their overall battle winner. So, James, you're up. Who is your winner? This is hard. Um, <laughs> honestly, I, I, I lean towards PFF probably just because of all those reasons I just said, but I also is very close second. If not, I would also go with the Global X Preferred, which is the PFFD one that I used as my alternative to, to throw in there because it's it's literally half the price. Uh, it's well diversified. It trades well. It has multi-billion, um, many billions in AUM, so it's even larger than PFLD. Um, so it, that, that's one that kind of got left off here. And I, I kind of towards that as well, especially if it's a long-term holding. And it's because Mike said, any money you can save in the expense ratio is going to add to your yield. And if you're buying preferreds, you're interested in yield, almost certainly. So between PFF and PFFD, you'd favor the latter, correct? Y- yes, probably. With the caveat that if you care about extreme liquidity as an institution, you obviously have to lean towards PFF probably, but I I think I would go PFFD. Mike, your final chance to weigh in with your overall winner? I think that's an excellent take by James. Um, I also find it very difficult to pick a winner here. Um, You know, I try to keep my my picks on this show to what strategy I think best captures the space, whether we're talking about a theme, a sector, industry, country, region, in this case, preferred securities. I think all three of these strategies capture the segment they're supposed to do it. Um, they do it. They have plenty of um, AUM. They're very viable. They trade. They're liquid. Um, so it ultimately, in my opinion, comes down to um, structure, 
um, and exposure as it pertains to what is your level of credit risk? And what is your level of duration risk? If you have a negative view on duration, like you're scared of having duration in your portfolio right now, but you want the income of preferred securities, I would go PFLD. Um, if, if you're more neutral on um, longer term rates, kind of like I am right now, um, PFF or PGX are both great strategies. There's very nuanced differences. Um, and then I'm just saying if I had top to my competitor, I, I think that that, that global X and the lower um, expense ratio here, that's a meaningful difference. Um, and if income is the, is the key, especially if you're using it as a, a longer term allocation to the space, then that's a, that's a good wild card. Though I don't know, um, you know, if you're doing it more tactically, like I really like credit risk right now and I want to do preferred securities to I need to, I'm reaching for income, then I'd go with PFF just because you're going to get in and out of it for almost nothing. So I think it's a good battle and a, a neat asset class to, to talk about. And, you know, I'd, I'd end with just saying it's another great example of why ETFs are so popular, because if the whole idea is to get exposure to certain areas of the market, there's just no better way to do it than an ETF structure. 100% agreed. And Mike, just to confirm your your choice. Yeah, I hear so, three choices. Um, I'm going to go with um, PFF just because it's the granddaddy in the room and it's got ultra liquidity. But I mean, okay. at the end of the day, it, you, well, there's not enough there there for me to make a strong commitment one way or the other. Okay, so our judges have spoken, and according to my battle scorecard, this is a split decision between PFF from BlackRock and PFFD, which was nominated as a wild card from James. And uh, our judges making some strong arguments, bringing it. There's a lot to think about here. Um, obviously, my, uh, James liking PFFD for its lower cost in terms of expense ratio. And, of course, PFF uh, being liked because of its uh, tra relative trading liquidity, tight spreads. It's also the oldest preferred securities ETF in the market. It's got over $15 billion in assets. However, the other thing mentioned here is what is the cycle, right? The cycle of higher interest rates, which is currently the environment we're in. So PFLD was actually close in the mix. And I actually, for a brief moment, thought that this particular ETF would at least be one of the winners. But nevertheless, our judges have made some great points and uh, certainly preferred securities, as we discussed earlier, are one of these areas of the market if, that you should think about in terms of generating more income. So if you're on the fence about stocks for income or bonds for income, you've got preferred securities right in the middle. Take a look at this particular area. Hopefully we've enlightened you uh, about this, this area on today's program. Great job to both of our judges, James and Mike, for your outstanding analysis. Keep up the good work, and we look forward to catching up with you soon. Thanks, Ron. Good to see you, James. Thank you, Ron. Good to see you as well, Mike. Be sure to visit the description section below for research links to our judges. And while you're there, check out the link to our program sponsor, Direction Investments. We've also got viewer resources. So again, hit that description section below. We've got online classes and financial tools. My question to you, which ETF battle would you like to see in our next episode? Give us your ticker symbols. You can do that in the YouTube comment section below or on our Twitter feed at ETF Guide. I'm Ron DeLegge. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next time.
The Direction Daily S&P 500 Bull and Bear 3X Shares ETFs. Trade under the ticker SPXL for the 3X Bull and XPSS for the 3X Bear. These leveraged ETFs seek a return that is 300% of the performance of the S&P 500 Index for a single day. The S&P 500 Index holdings include names such as Microsoft, Apple, Amazon, and Facebook, with index sector weightings including information technology, healthcare, financials, and consumer discretionary. These are highly leveraged ETFs with daily resetting designed for short-term trading, not long-term investing. To magnify your short-term perspective, whether you're a bull or a bear on S&P 500, you choose the direction. For up-to-date pricing and performance, go to direction.com. Index holdings are subject to change. Investing in the funds involves significant risk and should only be utilized by investors who understand the impact of leverage and actively monitor their portfolio. They are not designed to track the underlying index for more than a day. Before investing, carefully consider a fund's investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses contained in the prospectus available at Direction.com. Read carefully. Distributor Foresight Fund Services.